Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Thursday. This is Seattle Now. Seattle housing prices have cooled from their pandemic highs, but that's not necessarily good news. It's still really tough to buy a house in the city, and sellers aren't in a great spot either. Redfin chief economist Daryl Fairweather is here to talk us through Seattle's housing market and what prospective buyers and sellers should expect in the new year. But first, let's get you caught up. Three members of the city council and now the chair of the Washington State Democrats says she won't run again after her term ends this month. Tina Pogledowski's been in the role for six years and is the first LGBTQ chair in the state party's history. In a statement, Pogledowski said it was time to pass the torch to a new generation of leaders. The Democrats will elect a new state chair at their meeting January 28th. The president of Washington Federal Bank survived a plane crash in Provo, Utah, that killed the pilot. Brent Beardall was one of four people on board a private plane that crashed shortly after takeoff. They were on their way to the Rose Bowl. He was injured and underwent surgery. Business Wire reports he'll take a temporary leave of absence while he recovers. And the Wall Street Journal reports Amazon will be laying off around 17,000 employees. That's far more than the 10,000 employees the company said it would cut back in November. Layoffs began last year and will continue to roll out in coming weeks and will largely be among its corporate workforce. If you've been browsing Zillow lately in the Seattle region, you may have noticed a lot of houses that have lingered there for a while or had to reduce their asking price. Now, the housing market has cooled, but as you probably know, a cooler market isn't always an affordable one. If you're looking to buy a house, you're dealing with high mortgage rates on top of already high prices. If you're looking to sell, your home's value is fluctuating. Redfin Chief Economist Daryl Fairweather is here to help us understand what trends to look for in Seattle's confusing housing market this year. Daryl, really appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank you. So 2022 was a really strange year for housing prices, especially here in the city. Let me get your insight into where we're headed in 2023. Well, I think these high mortgage rates are going to be with us into the early part of the housing market season this year. So in spring, when people are out looking to buy homes, they're going to be faced with mortgage rates that were much higher than last year. And that is really going to take the steam out of the housing market. Buyers are sometimes going to have to just drop out because they can't afford these high mortgage rates. And the buyers that remain, though, are going to face less competition and will have an easier path to getting a good deal on a home. You know, Seattle's market cooled off more than a lot of other major metro markets last year. Can we expect to lead the pack again this year? I don't think that's a certainty since Seattle market has already cooled so much. Maybe it's, you know, done cooling relative to other places that might just be starting their cooling down. It kind of depends on where mortgage rates are headed. If mortgage rates start to improve, there's a good chance that the Seattle market could start to take right off again. So I wouldn't rule that out. It may not happen till the end of the year, until next year, but I think that's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, we say this all the time. These dips in housing prices don't necessarily make homes in the city suddenly affordable. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the dilemmas that would be home buyers are still facing in this market. Yes. Uh, first time home buyers especially are in a bit of a dilemma. They have to decide whether to continue renting to sign that new lease or to look for a new rental. 
or to go and see how it goes in the housing market. The mortgage rate is going to be the biggest barrier, especially for people who don't have large down payments or the ability to offset high mortgage rates by buying the rate down. It's going to be those people who really have the fewest choices that are impacted the most as usual. And, you know, it's interesting when you consider the amount of money you'll pay in a mortgage payment from a few years ago versus with these new interest rates, this adds thousands of dollars onto your payment every month, depending on how much you paid for your house. Yes, and that's one reason that Seattle is getting hit harder because the homes here are more expensive and those mortgage rates do accumulate to thousands of dollars more each month. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the options buyers have right now. I think that the the biggest challenge is just being able to afford a home that meets your needs that you will want to stay in for at least five years. If you stay in a home for that long, you really don't have to worry about these temporary ups and downs. You're going to accumulate wealth over that length of time. There aren't many homes on the market right now. So just finding a home that fits your needs, I think, is the biggest obstacle that people should focus on. And then if they manage to get past that, it should be smooth sailing in terms of negotiating a good price and getting terms that are favorable to the buyer. Where do renters fit in to this market right now? Are prices actually turning people off of owning property and keeping them in rentals? Well, the rental market is starting to soften. So I think if you're looking for a rental, you may be able to get a good deal right now. Um, I don't think it's as tough as it was earlier this year, but then you're in a bit of a dilemma if you're deciding whether to buy a year or five years or maybe never, you have to kind of decide like what your budget will be for renting and how much money you want to set aside for building wealth because it's not going to happen naturally through home ownership. You should try to put that into some investments to make sure you still are prepared financially. Yeah, this is a really difficult dilemma, I think, for people trying to decide whether or not they're playing the odds well by staying in their rental place or whether they should take that plunge right now if they're able. Yes, that's why I always advise people to focus on their personal situation. A lot of the times the things that matter most are factors like where do you see yourself in your job? Do you see yourself living in Seattle long-term? What neighborhood do you see yourself living in and what's your commute going to be like? Those factors end up mattering a lot more than just getting the timing right. And I mean, the stress of <laughs> the stress of worrying about whether or not you're making the right decision. How do you advise people how to handle this? It's not an emotional purchase. I guess that's part of it. Well, again, if you're going to stay there long term, then it's not something that you can mess up because you bought, you know, one year and not another. As long as you stay in the home, you know, you get to enjoy the benefits of living in the home and everything that comes with that. And that's really what me- what it means to win, I think. It's not about necessarily accumulating the most wealth in the shortest amount of time. It's about having the life that makes you happy. Right. Sure. So things aren't dipping enough to be affordable for buyers right now. What does it mean for sellers at this point? I I, I worry about the sellers who bought in the last year and are being forced to sell maybe because they got laid off or because of a personal situation like a divorce or another emergency. Those people may have to take a loss this year and it's going to hurt. But most Seattle homeowners are not in that position. They bought years ago and they've seen their wealth increase and this little dip right now doesn't really look like much compared to the total amount of wealth they've accumulated through home ownership. But what if you're underwater? What happens to you right now? Are you just locked in? 
Well, I mean, it really depends on your personal situation. If you can afford to sell at a loss, like if you if you have a down payment already, you you would cut into that amount. If you had very little down and you're underwater to the point that you can't make up the difference in the mortgage and you might have to go into a short sale, maybe even a foreclosure, hopefully um, it doesn't get to that point for you and you find a solution. Um, if you can manage to hold on to your home and just keep making the payments, that could be the best way forward. And people who bought last year, they locked into 3% mortgage rates. So at least they have the benefit of having that low mortgage amount locked in. You know, Daryl, the last time I heard terms like underwater uh, was the mid-2000s when we were dealing with a serious housing problem and a lot of homeowners ended up in terrible situations. Are you expecting anything that significant out of this latest trend in the market? The dynamics are incredibly different. So for one, back then people had adjustable rate mortgages. So when mortgage rates went up, everybody who had these adjustable rate mortgages saw their payments increase. And that's when they got into trouble when a recession hit and home value started to dip on top of that. So because people have fixed rate mortgages, they don't like, if you're already a homeowner, you don't really feel what's going on. As long as you're not trying mm -hmm. to sell, you don't, as long as you don't watch the news, uh, listen to this radio report, <laughs> you can just keep living your life as usual. You don't have to pay attention to this. So I think that makes the housing market a lot more resilient. And it actually makes the economy more resilient because even though the Fed has been hammering the housing market with these high mortgage rates, it hasn't had a huge effect on the economy. Right, right. Does anyone have an advantage in this market right now? Who does? Cash buyers, for sure, because they just get the benefit of lower prices without having to worry about mortgage rates. So it's a great time to have cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what can people who want to get into a housing situation in the next year or so do right now to make the most of what's happening in the market? Well, prices have gone down from uh, just a few months ago. So that is good news. If you are worried, if you're, if you're kind of feeling like, you know, you don't want to get stuck with one of these high mortgage rates, you could buy down the rate with cash by points to make your rate lower, or you could um, decide to refinance down the line when eventually mortgage rates fall. So I think like just at a broad level, what's happening right now, I think is temporary. There's a temporary dip in home prices that's going to happen next year. And if you, you know, get in the right way where you feel comfortable making uh, the mortgage payments and affording the home, it could end up being a good decision for you. Daryl, what are you watching for in the next few months with Seattle's trends and nationally? In the national housing market, I'm most paying attention to inflation. Wherever inflation goes, that's where you can expect the housing market to go. If inflation goes up, the housing market We'll keep going down. So um, inflation is starting to slow down. That's good news. I think that's a good sign that mortgage rates will come down and demand will come back. In Seattle specifically, I would pay attention to the Amazon and Microsoft stock prices and just tech stock prices overall, uh, because I think part of what's hitting Seattle harder than other places is that a lot of um, home buyers here are dependent on those stock values. Really interesting. Daryl Fairweather, Redfin Chief Economist, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Vaughn Jones. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Brandy Fullwood. 
Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. 